Technically Iowa is a Technology Association of Iowa podcast, highlighting innovators and tech leaders throughout the state. The Technology Association of Iowa is a statewide member-based organization uniting Iowa's technology community by connecting leaders, developing talent, driving public policy, and fostering diversity and inclusion. The Technology Association of Iowa believes every Iowa company is a technology company. Visit technologyiowa.org to learn more and get involved. My name is Cassandra Kotek, and I will be your host for today's show. With us today, talking about additive manufacturing and 3D printing is Spencer Cool, Director of Operations at Proto Studios. Thanks for being here today, Spencer. Sure, my pleasure. Could you give those listening some background regarding your role at Proto Studios and your background in technology? Sure, of course. I oversee the manufacturing assembly and electronics workshops here at Proto Studios. Proto Studios is a not-for-profit prototyping group based out of the Office of Innovation at the University of Iowa. We work with small businesses, medium-sized businesses, Iowa entrepreneurs and inventors to try and create a demonstrable prototype of whatever idea you have. So we work as kind of an extension of your design team and uh, your engineering team. And we're strictly not a hands-off based design firm. We take direction from you uh, as the client and develop and make whatever you're interested in. Uh, We take no intellectual property and we work strictly on time and material basis. And so we're just like another employee of your business. Wonderful. So could you delve a little bit into the history of how Proto Studios became affiliated with the University of Iowa? Give us some background on that. Sure, of course. I would say about five, that's six years ago now, the Department of the Vice President of Research and Economic Development here at the University of Iowa put together a grant proposal to the Iowa Economic Development Authority to create a prototyping hub here on campus that would work with both private businesses, entrepreneurs, um, inventors, as well as faculty and staff here at the university to develop and flesh out ideas and, and as I said, create demonstrable prototypes of whatever ideas may be out there. There was a, a, a definite lack of a company or a group like this that would be able to work on smaller projects to bring them to a, a prototype stage. And so that's that's basically where we came from. Great. So can you explain what additive manufacturing is and why it's important to manufacturers? A lot of times when people think of traditional manufacturing, it's one could call it maybe a reductive manufacturing. You start with a block of something and you chip away what you don't need until you have the part you need. The additive manufacturing is the complete opposite of this. So you have a raw material and a method or means to deposit this in a computer-controlled manner. So you build up your part layer by layer. There's dozens of technologies that utilize this this idea, ranging from your end product being in plastic or in metal. There's many different ways of doing this. Great. So... I'm really excited to talk about Proto Studios. How has your company tested the limits in the manufacturing industry through implementation processes? A lot of what we do, uh, we work with clients directly. So if you come to us with an idea, we're going to be first designing the idea in a computer-aided design software, showing you three-dimensional models before anything is built. 
Uh, of course, then the next step for us is usually 3D printing the part so that you can have it in your hand, test it out, use the mechanisms, fit it with your other assemblies to see if everything works. If that works out okay, usually the next step would be, okay, now I want to make this thing for real. How do I make you know, a million of these objects or 10,000 of these objects. And the answer usually, if the end, if it's a, the end product is plastic, it'll be an injection molded part. Injection molding is the process through which most of our plastic items in our lives come to us through. So in this case, what we n- normally would do is an injection molding mold is very expensive and made out of steel you know, in the ranges of twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. And for a entrepreneur to pony up that amount of money to take a stab at a market is quite a bit. And so one of our goals is to reduce that price so that we can get that product into market far, far cheaper. And then of course later on if things work out, you can scale up to the to the large industrial processes of injection molding. So what we've been doing is try to reduce that price through a few different processes. First, we have a setup on our injection molding machine that allows us just to switch out the insert for the part that we're creating. And this can be made out of a less expensive material to machine than steel. We use aluminum a lot of times. That still represents a relatively high cost of entry for manufacturing and injection molding. So we've been pushing and pioneering the use of 3D printed injection molds to further reduce the barrier of entry into injection molding. This way, we're able to rapidly prototype and 3D print the molds if a small change is needed based on the client interaction. Usually, when you're machining a mold, you're stuck with what you've machined. Of course, it's easy to take more material out of a mold rather than add something in. So it's it's been a really interesting process to drive the price down to under $1,000 for a very small injection mold. So that's that lines up with our client needs very well. Can you give us an example of a client success story utilizing this 3D printing injection mold process? Actually, I do have a fairly good example that I can share. At the University of Iowa, clubfoot is a congenital disease that affects millions of infants around the world. And here at the University of Iowa, Dr. Ponsetti developed a process to fix this deformation of the feet. So we've at the university, they've been very involved with developing and treating this disease. And there's a nonprofit company uh, called Clubfoot Solutions that have developed a brace and shoe mechanism to slowly correct this deformity. They came to us a few years ago to improve upon this design and to make it a little bit more kid-friendly so that the kids can walk and move a little bit more. So they came to us and wanted to know if we could help them design that. They've had some drawings and some tests on that. And we used our, our industrial designers and our processes to iterate many, many times, 15, 16, 17 iterations to develop a, a new club foot brace that would allow for articulating motion for the feet so little kids can kick while they were sleeping. This was the first product that we had pushed to drive down the cost of prototyping for injection molding as this was a mass manufactured product for the end. 3D printing is great, but a lot of the issues with 3D printing is the plastics and the actual structure of the part will end up being a little bit different than injection molded parts. And if you're trying to 
target a certain strength coefficient or bending coefficient, you probably need to start working in your end material and design sooner rather than later. So in this case, we had pushed for and designed the 3D printed injection molds inserts for our system. And you had asked earlier about price differences. Typically with a a five-part mold in steel, you're looking to be twenty to forty thousand dollars depending on the complexity. In aluminum it's slightly less, say fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, again depending on complexity. And for our system with our insert system and injected and three D printed injection molds, you can get it to around fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for the six the five part molds. So we were able to iterate and test in the final material very quickly, and to identify some design issues that you know were not apparent in the three D printed models. What an excellent example that really hammers home the fact that manufacturing in Iowa is so relevant and life-changing for people across the world. It's just fascinating example. So let's pivot a little bit to how Proto Studios prepares its students to be a skilled workforce and asset to their employers. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Of course. Proto Studios employs any number of students throughout the year. Currently, between four and seven students is what we usually aim to have through graduations and new new students signing on. The goal for our students is for them to basically first get an understanding of the design to prototype to manufacturing process. A lot of times when students are in school, they, they get hyper-focused on their area of study, whether it be design or engineering or art, and they are not aware of the next steps or the step previous. Having a knowledge of each of these steps greatly influences the way you do your work. So to expose the students, first of all, of the general uh, process of development of an idea and through prototyping and iteration and finally manufacturing is one huge benefit um, that the students get by working with us. Specific benefits. Also, each student works with each piece of equipment. We have dozens of pieces of equipment from traditional manufacturing equipment, saws, CNC machines, lathes, sanders, and such, to non-traditional manufacturing equipment, 3D printers, injection molding machines, vacuum casting, things of that nature. So each of the students gets experience using all of the equipment. And eventually, students seem to gravitate towards one or two or three pieces of equipment more than others. And they basically become our local experts on that equipment. I encourage them to do all the maintenance, to do all the repairs to the equipment, to clean it after every use, to run all the jobs on the machine, to be aware of new techniques and technologies utilizing the equipment. It's their job to play. It's their job to look up new uses for this for these pieces of equipment and to make them work here in the lab. So when our client comes to us and say, we have this interesting problem, we have this really great library of experiences to look upon to try and make their product the fastest or the most accurate way possible. What types of majors are these students focused on? I know you, you mentioned they get a little bit in the weeds, in their majors, and you encourage them to learn more. What students are usually employed at Proto Studios? What are they studying? 
That's a great question. And I want to underline the answer to this question that not everybody here is an engineer. I would say, let's see, we have a physics major, we have engineering majors, art majors, and most of them, so most of the art majors who come in end up going to engineering as well, eventually. And then most of the engineering majors end up picking up an art minor. They realize the benefit to having these different perspectives in their work. And well, the downside is they're in school a little bit longer, but I guess the upside is they come out a little bit more well-rounded. I would definitely agree that the upside outweighs the downside, certainly in that respect. So other than the 3D printing injection molding, what other new technologies has Proto Studios deployed? What are they looking to implement? Talk to me about those. Well, the the pandemic had a great influence on the way we work. We've moved to completely cloud-based design softwares. So all of our CAD is done in the cloud, which makes moving to different computers very easy working either in you know at home or in the office or in the coffee shop or on the go and while we're traveling that streamline that process interacting with our clients showing them the 3D renders online in a in a full format so that they can add annotate to the design look at it at when they're when they want to show their friends these sorts of increased collaboration tools cloud-based collaboration tools have really helped us out. And of course, there's video chats, video meetings, uh, online whiteboards for describing things. We're able to have more meetings in a day and get more done using these cloud-based technologies. We're even using cloud-based 3D model slicing technologies. So we're not a slave to the most expensive and most powerful personal computers anymore. Everything can be done in the cloud, which has been very helpful. So let's talk about, we've talked a lot about successes. Let's kind of talk about struggles, supply chain holdups. What are you seeing at Proto Studios that's kind of slowed things down a little bit? One of our many hats that we wear here are small-scale embedded electronics sensors and uh, electronics design. We have a full PCB manufacturing prototyping equipment here at Proto Studios. And we also work with local companies to build these PCBs or the the circuit boards in mass if needed. So as most of us are aware, especially in the car industry, acquiring specific semiconductors, other equipment, electrical components is very frustrating. You settle upon a specific bill of materials and then the next week you can't get a crucial component and a redesign is required, or you wait the 12 to 28 weeks as assumed by the company until the part might come in. So that has been very frustrating. And many of our electronics projects have been stalled out or on hold or forced to get substandard components with dubious histories, you know, as well as taking previous projects and sacrificing them and harvesting components off of them to keep things working. So as you look to the future, now that you've seen successes, you've seen struggles, what do you foresee to be the most influential manufacturing technology trend for Iowa manufacturers and technology professionals here in Iowa? Really, in Iowa, the biggest one seems to be moving to computer-controlled systems. Many manufacturers around Iowa have based their manufacturing processes in the old-style very manual machines, but that's how they get, that's their bread and butter. That's what makes their money every day. And we see 
this system remaining in place while a new building goes next door to build state-of-the-art computer-controlled systems, you know, cloud-based systems for data sharing and, and computation. I really think it's the the melding of old versus new that is really going to be the new the new way forward. Spencer, thank you so much for sharing your time and expertise with us today. We really appreciate hearing and learning more about Proto Studios. Sure, of course. My pleasure. Technically Iowa is powered by the Iowa Economic Development Authority, dedicated to helping Iowa manufacturers remain globally competitive. Learn more at iowamfg.com.